Production. Recorded live. Hello, this is William Fink, and this is Christogenia Saturdays. Today is Saturday, April 18th, 2015. Praise Yahweh, the God of Israel, and thank you for listening. About a year ago, I was contacted by somebody with the initials BDL in his email address, and we've, rather, we've become rather good friends in the last year. Brett, I find to be rather um, refreshing and a very welcome addition to our cause. So tonight we have Brett Light here from the Daily Stormer and ExpelTheParasite.com. Brett has written articles for the Daily Stormer, such as Jewish Materialism Must Be Purged, The White Race Needs a Spiritual Force, Why Does Everyone Want to Be a Victim, which is a topic that we've considered addressing ourselves of late in a slightly different light, and It's Time for Adolf Hitler's Resurrection, which was written just about one year ago, and evidently in time for Adolf Hitler's birthday. Here we are close to Adolf Hitler's birthday once again, and I welcome Brett Light to a conversation. Hello, Brett. How you doing, Bill? Okay. How you? It's been, I don't know when we first started talking. It was about a year ago, and and, um, the the year's flown for me. I I don't know. It's just the time just flies. Probably about a year ago. So About a year ago, like, I solidified my um, understanding of your material to the point where I felt comfortable with that. Well, well tell us, you shouldn't feel too comfortable writing material like this in Australia. I'll tell you that. Nah, well, <laughs> this is the thing. We have, we have to express ourselves in some way. So either you do it and you just, um, I'm, I don't know, you just... You just, you just live your life. You do what you do. I mean, I'm not I'm not hurting anyone, so that's just my expression. I don't worry about what what could be. If I look at the timeline here, I don't know if, if you were um, fully agreeable to Christian identity when you began writing for the Daily Stormer. If if that developed after you began writing for the Daily Stormer, I know that you're rather new to Christian identity. That began probably um, probably about a year ago. I'd say I become become um, properly aware of the Christian identity um, view on things and how how that actually worked. Before that, I was still you know basically in the white nationalism, the the secular style of you know okay, well what we're going to do is save our race somehow. We're going to you know somehow we're going to miraculously save it without any spiritual force behind it. I mean. That that's the, that piece that you read out before. What was the name of it? Um, the white race needs a spiritual force. I wrote that before I was aware of the full Christian identity um, factor, like how it actually worked. If you read through that, well, I was sort of sort of halfway between, you know, because um, because I, I looked at creativity and all that before I looked at Christian identity. I actually did a program here about three years ago with someone who goes by the handle um, Severus or sometimes Corsican Sword, and we did a program entitled Transcendentalism. 
and um, transcendentalism over materialism or, or something like that. I forget the exact title. And, and that was... Um, That was with a man who was who was a um, leaned towards the world church of the creator, which I, I don't. I mean, I could I, I can um, criticize those people all day. It doesn't really matter. But he was a white nationalist and, and understood the need for a transcendental belief. He did not come to Christian identity. Uh, there might be underlying factors preventing that, and I do believe there there are. However, he did. He understood the need for transcendental beliefs that unify our race. Yeah, well, there has to be something more than just um, okay. We exist. We're a race, and and what that's supposed to somehow get us together as a group and want to preserve our genetic lineage. I mean, but it just doesn't work like that. I mean, as a like as a Former secular white nationalist. That's how I. That's how I looked at things, and I saw it. So very much in terms of just okay. All we have to do is somehow sort of like a game of um. If you look at like Chinese whispers or something, we're just got to whisper around and work out a way of convincing people to become pro-white. Yeah, that's all we got to do. That's how I used to think. Like when I first discovered the you know the race factor and the Jew factor. How did you discover it? It's I'm sorry. I would like to know. I, I would really like to start at the beginning because I know people really do enjoy hearing this, and and it might help them um, address other white nationalists. How I would like to hear an explanation of how you transform from an average Australian redneck to, to a um, to, to a nationalist racial viewpoint. And and then maybe we could talk about how you found Christian identity. Well, I'll tell you, tell you the first first part of that is that big fat idiot Alex Jones, that guy. I watched uh, I watched his fabulous documentary called Endgame. This is about 2008, and it got me thinking because I saw okay, United Nations global government. All right, there, there's something to this. There's clearly something going on, and I noticed that Adolf Hitler was always being slurred as this you know absolute tyrant, the worst person who's ever existed. And that got me interested in Hitler. I thought, well, there's got to be something that this guy didn't do that was, I mean, that, that he did do that wasn't evil. I mean, come on, the guy can't be that bad. So I went, so I thought, well, stuff it. I'm going to go and buy Mein Kampf for, for my Christmas present for 2008. That's what I did. And then I read, I actually read the book. I started reading it. I thought, this, this is actually really good. I, I don't know why, I don't know why I like it, but I do. And I, and I, I kind of didn't tell anyone what I was thinking when I was reading it, and um, yeah, it just grew from there. Like I, I looked at um, when I saw Hitler talking about the Great Lie, the well, the, the giant lie basically that the Jews will try and pull over you when they when they want to slander you, such as the Holocaust that the that they've done to Hitler. When I saw that, then I investigated the Holocaust and found out that was a hoax. That's when I realised that Hitler was right about all this stuff. That's what awoken me to the the racial issue, the Jewish issue, and the overall global government agenda, which I was already aware of that. But 
Previous to watching Alex Jones's absolutely wonderful documentary called Endgame, I was um, just basically, you know, going between capitalism, communism, you know, which offers more, blah, 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 all this crap. And, yeah, that was just getting nowhere. So I would have been at a dead end if I didn't discover Alex Jones's wonderful documentary <laughs> in, which he, in which he bashes Hitler beyond belief. <laughs> Yes, that's incredible. Alex Jones is a um, he's a stepping stone for a very small minority of people that listen to him. And I do know people that have, have continued searching and have even reached as far as Christian identity because of Alex Jones. But those people are few and far between. Alex Jones is a rabbit hole for most people that listen to him. Yeah. Yep. And they sure. stay there. They stay there because they think they've arrived. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's the tendency is to... Because, I mean, I was like that for about <laughs> about four weeks, I think, after I discovered him. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I found the truth. Here it is. Come on, Infowars.com, PrisonPlanet.com. Go to that. You know, you, you'll find the truth there. But, yeah, I, I mean, I... <laughs> It only takes a bit of listening to that guy, and you hear hear all the Hitler bashing, and that's what I don't, I'm surprised more people aren't interested in wondering what Hitler did that was so bad. If if he's constantly bashed, he's the enemy, and then they I don't know they fail to notice that the 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 Allied forces, which are under Jewish control, won the Second World War, and they're bad mouthing Hitler, and then Alex Jones is supposed to be against the establishment, yet he's bad mouthing Hitler too. So to me, that that was a complete contradiction. So I thought, what the hell's going on here? So I had to, yeah, just had to investigate. And that was, of course, the Holocaust thing was a big wake up. That was, oh my God, here we go. Now I've been lied to. I really know it now. <laughs> That's what I was thinking in my head. Well, well, I was already um, well studied. I don't know about well studied, but somewhat studied in Christian identity. Before I read Mein Kampf, I, I, I purposely, I don't know why, but I purposely left Mein Kampf to be the last book I read when I was in prison. And when I read it, I, I was actually reading page after page after page of Christian identity beliefs all over again. And, and I couldn't believe it. I, I'm like, he was not there. He really thought the Jews were the people of the Bible and they went the wrong way and, and, and that they'd become devils and sinners and parasites. And he understood all of that, but he thought they were the people of the Old Testament. He, he thought that Christ was an Aryan because of the character of Christ. He understood that, that Christ was an Aryan and, and not a Jew, but he still had the identities confused. So, so he wasn't 100% there, but his... His, all of the philosophical underpinnings of National Socialism were Christian. And it's clear to see that when you actually read Mein Kampf. And it's clear that Hitler was right 100% about the Jews when you look back at history since Adolf Hitler. Well, that's right. Now, I've, I've looked back over Mein Kampf since, um, since back in the days before I looked at um, Christian identity. And I've I've understood well, understand now that there's there's an absolute ton of biblical references throughout Mein Kampf, 
that you can't, you cannot miss these principles once you know that factor. But when I read it initially, I, no, I was completely oblivious to it. I had no idea where any of that stuff was from. I just thought, okay, well, yeah, talks talking of God is more of um just a thing about just a general creator, but not so much Christian, you know, none none of that stuff. It was just basically a creative force. That's all it was. But then now, or well now, I look at it and I can see see exactly how yeah how he was thinking. And like, I mean, spiritually, spiritually, like you said, every every ideal of national socialism is perfectly coherent with proper Christianity. But I mean, a lot of people they don't want to get it. They do not want to look at. It, but it's just how it is. So Adolf Hitler seems to have studying studying Mein Kampf seems to have helped you on your route to Christian identity. I would say it's definitely helped me. <laughs> that was my founding bedrock of information was in Mein Kampf. So when I looked at that and the, when I saw that as as being a basic um, view of the world that I could I could relate to and understand, everything else sort of progressed from there. Because it was more, to me it was more like that established a, I, I don't know, how would I describe it? I sort of had more of a secular view of the world. There's white nationalism, okay, we're for the white race, we're against the Jews. That's the pretty simple precepts that we have to adhere to. And then from there, everything else is up for debate. That was sort of, I stayed in that position for probably, I don't know, three or four years. But then after and, that, and that, it, that was my next question. Actually, I was I, I was interested in in finding out. You you seem to have been a white nationalist, if if I use the term to describe you, for about seven years, right? Yep, that would be about correct. Um, but yeah, um, only recently did I look at the all of this in relation to what the Bible says, and how and how much the Jews have done an absolute number on that as well. This is and this is the thing that puts most people off straight away is because when they hear the Bible, okay, Jews are God's chosen people, and that's it. Then they don't want to hear any. They won't listen to anything about that. What's in that book? That they they will see it as it's simply Jewish. That's it. It's all crap. And then they they take every every verse that they want to, you know, make up their own story about. They'll just go and take that and run with it. For example, uh, yeah, you can go go to the the comment sections of the Daily Stormer and have a look at whenever there's an article about Christianity, how much stuff goes back and forth and then people just flinging Bible verses around completely out of context. I mean, I mean, a lot of it's probably just trolling, but but still, I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's, it's not accurate. You can't portray a picture by just, you know, throwing around a few verses and pretending oh, that's how it all is. You've got to put the whole big picture into context. Which takes time and study, which most people don't want to do. No, they don't. And they, don't, they also don't want to understand that the ancient world was very different to what it is now. So there's a lot of customs and practices back then that they go, you know, any, oh, like, like slavery and things like that, they take that as a thing. Oh, that, that proves that they're Jews, you know. <laughs> it's it's kind of It's really kind of stupid how people do that, but they, they have a way of twisting things around. And well, I, well, they well, don't understand that ancient in, in the ancient world, slavery was basically not much different than corporatism is today. No, 
Well, well, that's right. They, they just, I don't know. They, they don't want to understand it. I mean, people, people have to want to actually know the truth. Like from, if you see, I don't come at this from a, from a Christian perspective at all. Like from my upbringing, I, I have no, no religion whatsoever. Nothing has ever been told to me about that. I'm just. I'm just a person who's analysing what I see in front of me, and I don't, I don't see, um, I don't know, I, I don't see all this Jewish propaganda clouding my vision, which I think a lot of people probably have that when they look at, or well, especially when they start analysing Christianity, they're going to be, you know, fed the, the Zionist propaganda, the well, so-called Judeo-Christian, whatever the hell that means, they're going to be fed all that, and that's how they that's their overall take on the whole thing and they can't see that there's a that before that, before it was all perverted into that, you know, absolute bullshit. <laughs> it was it was very different. It's a very different thing. I mean, our people are not stupid and we've had Christianity has been around for well, two thousand years officially. So I mean, what, are our people that stupid that we adhered to a foreign belief system for two thousand years without noticing it? I mean, the Jews are God's chosen people, right? <laughs> that's well, well that's, that that's true. It's it's the um the Goths and the Alans accepted Christianity no later than the third century. And 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 probably some of them earlier than that. The um the the British there's Christianity in Britain and, and Sven and I Sven and I have established that beyond doubt from many ancient sources in the second century AD or sooner, and very likely as early as the fourth decade of the first century AD. We've had Christianity in Britain. Christianity is not a foreign superstition. It's something that the Jews stole from our people who were in Syria and Judea. From, from those nations were white nations. They were related to the Europeans, and many European nations came from those people. It's, it, it's not a foreign superstition. True, a, no. Adolf Hitler understood that Christ and, and his, his philosophies and, and his gospel were wholly coherent with the Aryan spirit and wholly alien to the Jewish spirit, and he wrote about that. That's right. He certainly understood that. Now this is the thing. If if Hitler knew the exact information, like you know, Christian identity um, information, if he was privy to all of that in his time, well, he would have. I'm pretty damn sure that he would have subscribed to it, because uh, he he recognised it spiritually what was going on. I mean, the the Christ and his attitude towards the Jews was well. Hitler knew that. He understood that. He says that in Mein Kampf. I, I haven't got the quote right in front of me, but there's one good quote about that. Um, where, where is it? What is the one? Here it is. Adolf Hitler on Christianity. I've got it on the side of my website. Um, the best characterization is provided by the product of this religious education, the Jew himself. His life is only of this world, and his spirit is inwardly as alien to true Christianity as his nature 2,000 years previous was to the great founder of the new doctrine. Of course, the latter made no secret of his attitude toward the Jewish people, and when necessary, he even took the whip to drive from the temple of the Lord this adversary of all humanity. 
who then, as always, saw in religion nothing, <laughs> nothing but an instrument for his business existence. Now, ain't that the truth? In return, Christ was nailed to the cross while our present-day party Christians debased themselves to begging for Jewish votes at elections and later tried to arrange political swindles with atheistic Jewish parties and this against their own nation. Adolf Hitler, Mein Kampf, Volume 1, Chapter 11. And we've seen now, nothing but that in, in all of our Western democracies. Yeah, exactly. That, that quote sums it up pretty well. So Hitler understood the nature of what was going on. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like that. Yep, um, so there's no doubt about that. I mean, and there's, there's similar quotes through Mein Kampf. Well, there's plenty of stuff in there. I wish I had them all in front of me. But. <laughs> well, well it's, it's, <laughs> this, this, I have, um, I, I don't know how many podcasts on Adolf Hitler, on globalism and and national socialist economics, I think I did a series of three podcasts a couple of years ago, which demonstrated fully that national socialist economics were based on entirely Christian principles. His, His attitude towards the Jews is entirely Christian. It's the same attitude that the apostles of the New Testament had towards the Jews, that as long as they were rejecting Jesus as the Christ, we were to reject them and have nothing to do with them, not even to say hello to them, as the Apostle John puts it in, in his second epistle. So, so the, these Judeo-Christians today have basically been brainwashed into worshiping Jews rather than Jesus, where awakened white nationalists hear this, um, that this propaganda that Jesus was a Jew that turns them off from examining the, the, the philosophies and, and, and the words of the gospel. It turns them right off from it. So they never learn those things because the, the Jews, the, it, it seems to me to be a pattern that the Jews want to claim men, great white men, as, as their own so that they prevent other white men from looking into them. Adolf Hitler, that there's, that there's this undercurrent in the, the conspiracy theory world, um, promoted mostly by this clown Jim Condit, that Adolf Hitler was a Jew. Yeah. And, and that would prevent scores of white nationalists from looking into the actual words of Adolf Hitler. And that is exactly the purpose of it. They always do this. I'm surprised that more people can't see that. The the way the Jews act, they they know very well that if you can if you can convince people that they're like white people that the people who told the truth about the Jews are Jews themselves, then they're going to be very put off, and that's understandable. I mean, you would you would feel a bit put off. I was always put off by the thing of you know, okay, Jews are God's chosen people. Well, I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to go looking at the Bible anytime soon. That's how I thought about it. But then one day I got interested in it and I saw, yeah, I was, I was, what was it? I looked at, um, I was watching that, um, do you know that film The Omen from back in the 70s? Yes, I remember that film. That In that film, they had, um, at the end, I believe there's um, Revelation 13, 18, about the number 666 and the Jews. This is what I was thinking, because uh, I'd heard 
head down six 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 Israel, well the state of Israel, <laughs> and, uh, and satanic entity. Okay, Revelation thirteen nineteen Satan six 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 Jews. So I'm sort of thinking that in my head, looking looking around, thinking, all right, what's going on here? There's there must be something to this, because because that's that's very um, profoundly true to recognise, to understand who who that people actually is. So I got looking around and um that sort of led me on a path right into into looking into the Bible and what was going on and who was who because that's the key thing is understanding who's who if you if you can't understand that you're never going to make sense of that book and um, well what the most what the most simple-minded Americans should ask and and I just developed this argument a couple of weeks ago and and I hope it catches on I, I haven't really written it yet but but if the Bible is a Jewish book why is it being taken out of schools? Why was it taken out of all our schools? If the That's Bible a is a Jewish book, the Bible, if the Bible is a Jewish book, then when it was taken out of schools, we should have heard cries of anti-Semitism. But we never That's, heard cries of anti-Semitism. That's a very good point, if, you know. If, if the Ten Commandments are Jewish, why can't they be posted everywhere? Because everybody loves Jews. <laughs> That's a very good point. But if you post them anywhere, it's the Jews that are screaming that they be removed. So, so the, the the cognitive disconnect <laughs> in our society, even among white nationalists, are absolutely incredible. Yep, uh, that, that's that's quite uh, <laughs> quite a revelation that you had there. <laughs> I, I now understand that. That's that's very good. Um, yeah, well, there's certainly a, a massive disconnect between the, the nature of um, well, the, the nature of what's in Christianity as opposed to what's in the Talmud. I mean, you see complete opposites. There's no, there's no real doubt about that in my mind. I just look through. And you can see it easy. But that other that book, um, who is Esau Edom, um, by what was it Charles Weissman? Um, he he said it how. How it needs to be said, which is that it, when you identify characters and start identifying a character in a book, if you if you can you know tell the actions of a certain person or a group of people, well then you can be and you can recognise those actions, then you can be pretty sure that it's them doing it. So when you see that the character of Esau Edom in the in the Bible is very clearly completely coherent with the Jewish character in real life. That that's another massive wake up call for me was just seeing that. It was absolutely incredible. I looked at it and I thought, Yep, that is the Jew. There is no doubt about it. No doubt whatsoever. Right. Then I realised that every time every time when the the Israelites, you know, the Old Testament are commanded to go and get rid of certain peoples, well they're always talking about Jews. They're saying get rid of the Jews. So, you know, it all makes sense. Well, well, in reality, yes. The people that um, the people that God had commanded the Israelites to destroy were the Canaanites, and the Canaanites are actually the ancestors of today's Jews. And and, and white nationalists will say, "Oh, that's a mean God. He just wanted to exterminate all those people for for no reason." And, and they don't. That that's Jewish propaganda protecting those Canaanites and and. And, and demonizing Yahweh God. So, so in, in truth, 
if white nationalists knew that it was the proto-Jews that that God wanted to wipe out, they'd fall in love with them. <laughs> they'd exactly. probably love God just for that. Exactly. I've, one thing that astounds me is that you can tell people, well, okay, so according to the Bible, the way it is is that that basically the people that have to be gotten rid of are the Jews. We have <laughs> we have God commanding that that be done, us disobeying, which is you know that's the usual story. So we don't we don't do what we're told to do, and um and then yeah, I mean what more could they want? Okay, you got you got racial purity. That's all you know. Deuteronomy twenty three two and. Oh, those are various places anyway. I can't quote them all off the top of my head because I'm not that good at it. But um, but there's there's plenty of reason to like. What? Why can't they see that that's? It's our interests are exactly coherent. I mean, it doesn't matter whether to me it, to me it doesn't really matter what what a um, white nationalist thinks of um, like, like Christianity overall, provided they don't have a problem with it. The only problem they can have with it is like Judeo Christianity, which is not Christianity anyway. But if they have a problem with CI, then then their problems with them because really it's not. I don't know. Our interests are exactly coherent with whatever. If they're if they're genuinely for for the white race and against the Jew, then surely they would be able to see that the interests coincide. They, you know, they reach a certain point where they're pretty much the same so <laughs> it's yeah, it's not that hard really well what well, we've seen the, how you've made the transformation to um to understand christianity better through the help of adolf hitler's mein Kampf. but how did you find christian identity well i must say bill a lot of a lot of that come from your website that's how i found found the truth about that and I would dare say that it's probably one of the only websites that promotes the proper truth like regarding all aspects of Christian identity as well because there's nothing there that's that's wrong <laughs> that's basically what I would say but I'm um, a lot of I don't there are so many there are so many um there are a ton of like disgusting frauds in Christian identity too and you know, uh, I don't know. You can just tell by the way people act. I can tell what they're what they're up to. So I know when someone's well, well, uh, you're, you're right about the frauds in Christian identity, and I really believe that at least some of them, and, and probably many of them, are planted by the enemy. I'm certain there are some mistakes at Christogenia. I'm only human, but I appreciate that the um, that, that the pat on the back, that the endorsement. How did you find Christogenia? How did you come from white nationalism to find Christogenia? Well, believe it or not, I um I was listening to um Mike Delaney's shows back in probably about 2010, and um from there I I, th I think you were on a couple of those shows at some point. And, uh, okay, well, what's this website? I'll go there. But but I never really never really took it in for for quite a long time. I never took any of it in. I didn't really investigate it much. But I still understood. Yeah, okay. Well, yep. Most of what you say makes sense to me. Oh, <laughs> but not so much the in-depth biblical stuff. That that didn't make sense at the time. But it kind of 
if you, if you know what I mean, like I wasn't actually understanding it because I I didn't have anything to refer to 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 work you know work out exactly what I stood with it, but I could see that that the sentiment was right. I, I don't know if I explained that very well, but that's how I sort of felt about it. So I sort of I knew about the Christogenia website for yeah, what would it be probably yeah probably about five years ago, but I uh, yeah okay. I sort of. I was an infrequent visitor, is what I'd say, and then yeah, over over the last few uh, over the last last few months, especially. I mean, I've been going through a lot of stuff on there, and yeah, really, really actually trying to learn what it's all about. Well, well, that's that's I don't know what to say. I'm humbled, but that's a wonderful thing. That the um, there are a few other good Christian identity. Um, pastors on the internet. Some of them are, are in my chat room right now listening to this program. Clifton Emmerheiser's site is a wealth of information. Um, Mark Downey has some very good sermons, and and um, I, I, Don Elmore has some good sermons, and, and I actually host his website. That the um, that there are others of us that that are. Um, that that are very good men and and do very well in their own respects. You, you know, um, Clifton Emmerheiser and and his site is part of Christogenia, and, and he's um, his work is very academic and foundational. So so there are other good sites out there. I, I don't want to take um, more credit than I should. <laughs> I I, I um, I'm surprised. That you've known about the site for five years. That, yeah, definitely. I, 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 I thought maybe you, you, you came through the John Friend programs or, or something like that. I wasn't sure, right? I, I wasn't sure myself. Well, but it, it's the, the amount of reading, I'm sorry, the amount of reading that has to be done to really understand Christian identity is daunting. There's no pill. I, I can't, people want. Um, e- easy things, and and it's yeah. not an easy thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> People I'm sorry, want what? A fix. They they want a quick fix. If they can, if you can understand it in twenty minutes, then yeah, let's go for it. That's how most people would be. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and I've I've talked to, to yeah, guys. Those, those one... that you sorry, man. That those um programs that you did with John Friend, that they were they were very good programs back in the day. That was a couple of years ago. That that perked my interest up a lot because I because I could hear that you well you talked with a lot of conviction about these about these issues, and I had never really looked at it. I still still took time to look at it because I just didn't get around to it. And was you know sort of caught up in other things, but but those shows were actually really good. Well, well, thank you. I enjoyed doing those programs, and it's unfortunate that um. That that we couldn't do anymore. That's just the way it is. That the um, it, it it takes some effort to come to to um, Christian identity. We believe it to be the truth, and we. When I say we, I, I think I could speak for most of the people in my chat and and most of the visitors to my website. We believe it to be truth. And we are convinced that, of course, truth is empirical, and it's the only truth. Yeah, you know, there are other that there are portions of truth, and there's a lot of people out there, even in Judeo Christianity, that have pieces of the truth, 
But un- unless you have all of the pieces, the identity of who the Jews really are, the identity of who the people of God really are, the, the question about the other races, un- unless you have all those pieces, you're going to fall into a whole lot of, of, of traps in your life and, and have never be on the right path. You're never going to be, you're always going to be making these forks in the road and going the wrong way. Yep, that sounds about right. No, well, this is the thing, a lot of, um, I mean, white nationalist ideologies, like there's plenty of um, um, basically what, what various vague forms of paganism that people want to promote and all that. But to me, none of that has any real substance behind it. So this is this is nothing. I just see it as a it's more of a hindrance to any real progress. I don't and and I don't see why 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 they can't understand that most white people most vast majority of white people identify as Christian just as a you know just a general that's just what they identify as. Um. So why so why try and bash that message if you got a good positive pro white message? And the anti-Jewish message—it it shouldn't matter whether I've told—I've told people before that I know. I said, you know, you could, you can, um, you can promote this understanding to people who identify as being Christian, even if you don't believe it yourself. You can, you can tell them that this is how it is, and that toes them onto our side, regardless. In spirit, that does. So, yeah, I mean, they have a there's a whole plethora of you know different ways of that people seem to. Go and look at the truth, but it. But no matter what, I mean, to me, the most comprehensive thing would be Christian identity. That encompasses all of it. Encompasses all the history. Yeah, everything. Everything to do with our race, basically. Well, well, that's what a religion should be. A, a religion. A, a religion. If you look at the word culture. The word culture, the the word cult is at the root of the word culture. And you can't have a common, enduring culture unless it's built on the foundation of a solid cult, if I have to use the term in that manner. In in other words, a, a set of sound, solid beliefs about your race, your origin, your destiny, and a sound religion. And religion to me is how you, um, how, how you go through life, how you regulate the events of your life, your practices, your habits. Um, if you don't have that sound foundation, that that's the sound foundation that Christ talks talks about. A man who builds his house on the foundation of stone, it will stand forever. If you have that sound foundation, you can have an enduring culture. If we all, if all white men believe something different about their race, their origin, and their destiny, that, then we can't have an enduring culture. We can't have it. Because our practices, our religion, how we regulate our lives, we're all going to be different, and we're all going to be headed in a different direction, and most of us are going to go off a cliff. 
Yep, that's definitely what will happen. You know, people follow the the you know every every which way that people go with with things, and there's well, that's the thing. Our race is completely fractured. We're all over the place, but we're we're beyond. I mean, people are subservient to materialism, which is the main problem. Because if you have a if we all have a materialistic attitude, which is Jewish in nature, then we've we've got that that thing to contend with to start with. Then we've got then we've got um yeah amongst the like, white nationalism we've got plenty of people yeah just I don't know that there's just different ideas everywhere. Everyone thinks they know better than everyone else. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, what do you do with that? How do you, how do we reshape it? What I say is that we just use if we can if we can simply correct Christianity to to what it actually is, then that that's all encompassing. That fixes all of our problems. I mean, it really does. People only and this is the other thing. People only have to adhere to it in spirit. They don't have to. They don't have to go. You know, people don't have to go to churches and you know get around. <laughs> you know, get around bloody um, acting all. Uh, what would you say? Just they don't have to be a bunch of wankers about it. They all they have to do is be in spirit. And most most white nationalists would they agree with? Well, would they agree with the basic tenets that we talk about? Except they just they hate the format of it. That's what it is. They 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 think Christian Jewish Christianity Jewish, all this sort of stuff. So they have to find ways of not being associated with that, yet agreeing with all the tenets. Yeah. You know, if, if if our society, look at the way England is going right now, right? What with its black population, and, and it gets darker and darker every year. And look at the way France is going right now, and it gets darker and darker every year. And the United States, all the major cities are filled with, with Negro and and other dark aliens, all of them. If there was a um, if there was a nuclear catastrophe or, or a weather catastrophe right now that totally destroyed our society, and if a small remnant of people survived without historical records, now this has happened before, right? It, it, it almost happened with the fall of Rome. And... And the Muslim and the Muslim conquest, which burnt all our libraries, it almost happened with that, and it very likely could have happened if it weren't for um, Charles Martel, right? If archaeologists came around in a thousand years and uncovered everything, they would think that Negroes were the founders of this American society that they heard about. If they dug well, up documents. Right. They're pretty creative, but though, they aren't would, they? <laughs> that, that, that's my point, that they would think that Negroes founded, founded all of these um, buried cities that they found. They would think that the Negroes built them, well, when in fact the Negroes didn't build any of them. If they uncovered London and, 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 and dug it out of, like, the ashes of some volcanic explosion 2,000 years from now, they would think that Negroes built London because that's what they find there today. That's what they would find there in the remains a thousand years from now. We can't just assume 
that the people in the Middle East were always brown when we have clear historical records that refute that. And the white nationalist is a huge disconnect because if you tell them that the culture in India was founded by whites, they'll agree. And if you tell them that the culture in Egypt was founded by whites, they'll agree. But when you tell them that the people in Judea were white, they, th they think that you're crazy. White nationalists are the best friends of Jews because they all accept the, um, the Jewish paradigm concerning the Bible. Well, they certainly are when it comes to that thing. That's that's another point that that I, I well I would have made, but I mean, like yeah, they they admit that these civilizations were all white, except for that one though. Now, of course, you know, whites could never have been in in the ancient land known as Palestine, Israel. You know, oh no, it couldn't have been there. No, that would never happen. But everyone was, you know, everyone was a a mixed race mud bastard back then. That's just how it was, apparently. So there's no reasoning with that mentality, though. If they got if they got it convinced in their head that that's how it was, and everything has always been the same there, well, I don't know. Where do you go from there? It's kind of, it's kind of strange though, because they yeah they would admit every other um, you know by demographic change, if you will, in throughout history, like where people have migrated to and where they go. And um, yeah, but but when it comes to that one, they they really they really want to um, stamp their foot down and say no, you the Israelites could not possibly be white. They could not possibly have migrated to Europe at any point. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of it comes back to um, the the idea of um, like Europeans evolving from uh, what is it the the Cro-Magnon thing from. Okay, so someone in Northern Europe right evolves, and then eventually, well, all of a sudden, we become creative, creative peoples, and you know, create European civilization and all that. Yet, without, yet, for no apparent reason, all of a sudden we become able to create civilization, whereas beforehand we would, you know, it was there. There are a few few white people there, but not not very many, and they see that as some sort of what evolution? I don't know. That this is where they go, though, with it all. How many white nationalists do you think accept evolution? What's the percentage there? Because that's the way evolution is. I'm sorry. I know some accept it. Some that accept yeah, I, it. Okay. Yeah. I I would say that it's probably probably a minority that accept it. Uh, well, I, I don't accept it just because I don't. That's not what I see happening. I, I've never seen that happen. Like the, I mean, I don't know. The historical record, the fossil record, would have to support all these tons and tons of missing links everywhere, and you don't see that in. I mean, you see distinct species. Now to have distinct species, you have to have, well, you have to have a design, a basic template for that species. You can't have just. It can't just. Miraculous. Like if it was all evolving from one thing, what you'd have is like a like top of a pyramid. Then it'd be fanning out. There'd be all these transitional types, and we'd all still be transitional into various other things. And that's not. I don't know. I don't. I don't see that. I, I used. To, I used to believe that stuff though. Evolutionary stuff. Yeah. 
as far as I've seen, even the, the, the world church of the creator, the creators, I call them that for a good reason. That's what they are. And mm-hmm. other people have called them that long before me. That the, um, They accept evolution. I don't yeah. get it. Because what Charles Darwin, the, the evolution of Charles Darwin, the, the natural selection of Charles Darwin was not the evolution that the Jews teach in schools today. No. No. That's the thing. It was... What Charles Darwin was talking about was the basically the adaption of a species to any to any given environment. And why wouldn't a species adapt to a, a given environment? It of course it does. I mean, but this is the thing. It's like saying, okay, because there's different breeds of dogs, there's different. Um, you know, you could you could say that one looks like it's almost a different species, right? Because they bred it that way. Then they say, okay, well, therefore you have to believe everything come from one cell. Um, yeah, that there's one common ancestor for all of us. When when what what evidence is there of any divergent points between the things? I mean, all there is is all there is is basically a bunch of well, a bunch of nothingness. Really, it just doesn't it doesn't happen like that. That's not what we see. I don't see it. I do not see that at all. And I think I think Darwin himself even realised that because he he had that he had the idea right. So he was sort of right. looking for evidence to support his idea, but but he couldn't find that evidence. He could he could find evidence that there was that clearly you could change a gene pool within a species. Okay, you can swing it one way or you can swing it the other. You can okay, you can breed people for better traits and worse traits until they look like different species, but it doesn't mean that they are. It's not like you could ever breed a dog out of a out of a human. <laughs> well, actually, you might come close. <laughs> <laughs> It, that there are some humans. That there are some humans that must be part dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, actually, dog. I'm starting to believe now. <laughs> that the um, I don't know. We could sit and and probably pick on what white nationalists all night. Uh, I know that um, one one thing good one good thing John Friend did do was was um. What was he challenged these white nationalists that were criticizing me the most to come and and have a conversation with me or debate with me or or however you want to frame it. And at the time, and and for about a year, none of them would do it. None of them would come talk to me. One did call in, and and, um, I'm not going to um, comment on that now, but on, on on the nature of the call, but he eventually came to our side and, and considers himself Christian identity today. And, and I'm hoping one day to get him on a program, but his life is very busy right now and, and he just doesn't have the time. I know who you're talking about. Yes. So there are other white nationalists who have made the jump in, in understanding what we're talking about and, and that it, it is supported by history and, and it is supported by, by, the scripture itself. Absolutely. Yep. Well, that's that's what we need more people to understand that, or at least, or at least be on their side in this in their sentiments. That's the way it is. You can't. I don't know. We can't expect everyone to have like such a high understanding of it all. But if they understand that that what we what we mean and what we talk about is, at least they have to understand that it's true. Well, what we say is true. It's it's right. 
we are right about it. We're, we're not wrong. That's the thing. I have no doubt that we're absolutely right about it. So, yeah, it's just it's just a matter of... um. <laughs> all, all it is is a matter of us going and hijacking all the churches and getting them to, to teach Christian identity to people rather than Judeo-Christianity. That's, that's all the task that we've got ahead of us. If we could do that, we'd be absolutely laughing. I can guarantee it. I, I was looking at... Um, I'm looking at your, your article, Why Does everyone want to be a victim and and i haven't had time i don't have time to read many articles unless they're um subjects of my current research for whatever i'm I'm presenting on programs but uh, i had a christianian forum post a couple of weeks ago and i stated that david duke was really just al sharpton in whiteface that all of the, the the um the mantras and and the 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 other oh okay but go ahead brett's going to go and take a real quick break and he'll be back momentarily i'm going to read um part of this article why does everyone want to be a victim and he says that the television is an evil creature of the modern age the medium is passive and all you are meant to do is sit there and soak up whatever rubbish the Jews want to feed you. If you are not a person who is capable of critical thought, like the majority, then, and, and I guess he says that the majority is not capable of critical thought, then the chances are you simply absorb all the false information like a sponge. Add in, add in all the emotionally manipulative propaganda designed to further disable your critical thought faculties, and you end up with an obedient, zombie-like herd of people who just say yes to the TV and treat it as their loving, living room companion. They're Brett's words, and, and they're very succinct. If you don't watch any television, I suggest you turn it on and watch a half-hour news or current affairs program to see what it's like. See how it makes you feel. I probably watch half an hour in total every day just to get the flavor of what people are being are being fed. And he goes on to say, and I won't read the whole article here, one aspect of TV programming that they've really upped the ante on over the last few years is that of forcibly promoting victimhood status as something to be desired. It continues to get worse and worse as this rotten Jew world order agenda drags on. Everywhere you look in TV land, there are more and more people trying their hardest to be victims of something. Anything will do, so long as they can complain about someone oppressing them. That's what it boils down to, and it's pathetic, not to mention depressing. And I don't know if Brett gets into it in the article or not, but this is something that I, I tried to quantify in brief on the Christoginia Forum a couple of weeks ago, when I equated David Duke to Al Sharpton in whiteface, because the mantras that they come up with, these white nationalists, the mantras that, that the, um, the, the attitudes, the assertions they make are simply all a, a reason that they, they reflect their own feeling of victimhood, that white nationalists are really no better than the civil rights niggers marching down south 
when they want to hold up signs that white people are being exterminated and we have to do something now and white people are being genocided. That's a victimhood mentality, which makes white nationalists no better than the niggers that marched in Selma 50 years ago. Yep, exactly. And that's but that's what they do, though. They, they, they always take this nice... Um, what would you say, nice conservative line and everything? They they talk talk really smoothly. This is like the like you said, the David Duke styles and and um oh, what's the other one that Jared Taylor sort? That that guy doesn't even he loves Jews, but um <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a whole yeah there's a whole plethora of these people who just like to they they just like to, to sound like they're going to solve these things through talking nicely, you know, being approachable to the enemy as such. It's really, I don't know, it's really quite delusional, but that's how they thats how they like to put themselves out there. I mean, occasionally, I guess, they might wake someone up who, who actually stumbles across some of their information and gets thinking about something, but, but that person would have to have the instinct in them, you know, from where go to actually want to know the proper truth rather than just, you know, sort of stand around the edges and complain about stuff. Everyone loves complaining, don't they? Everyone loves being a being a fucking victim. I tell you what, victims. Oh, if I have any, more, if we have any more victims, we're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's say at, at, that's um, that, that's certainly what it seems. It, it seems to me that the white nationalists, especially the um, what what's that rabbit radio or whatever it is that those oh. people. Uh, are oh, just the playing meme. the victim. The meme, right? You gotta have the meme. Right. That, well, anti-racist is good for anti-white and all this stuff, all this memeing stuff. Oh, oh look, I oh, I just can't take that stuff to be honest. I mean, I honestly, I can tell you, I can tell you from talking to people that that you can you can talk to people who are intelligent and aware of racial factors, and they will hear that mantra and and still look at you like. Hang on, what are you talking about? But really, that's what will happen. I've tried it before. I know. <laughs> it, it doesn't work at all. It doesn't work. It's a dead end. It means nothing to the average person. Nothing at all. Well, right, it doesn't because they don't understand that they don't understand the problem and those means are, are not explaining the problems. And, and the real problem is with white people. The Jews, the niggas, and, 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 and the, the Asians, and, and no matter where you are, your situation is a little different. It, it's, they are a result of our sin. And when white people repent from their sin, God tells them that he will help them. And as long as white people are, are blindly watching the television, which is basically a portable bow temple in your living room. It's an idol. And as long as white people are worshipping all of these idols, the problem will never be fixed. No, it certainly won't be fixed. But I can't see any end to that anytime soon, unfortunately, because that's all people do is watch television. There's always television. Everywhere. TV shows. What do people comment on? TV shows. I mean, seriously, I, I look around and I think, Oh, fuck. I, I can't stand any more, like hearing more commentaries on what's happened on 
well, I don't know, we have that, like, My Kitchen Rules and all these sorts of shows on that they talk about. Uh, I don't know, I have no interest in it. But then again, that's that's what people, they always like to talk about, which content, which contestant has been voted off of what show and all this shit. But that, that's, that's what matters to them at the moment. <laughs> because these are critical questions, you see. We've all got to, we've got to worry about that. Meanwhile, you you know your race and your country's going down the tubes and everything's deteriorating. So, yeah, that <laughs> it's not a very inspiring picture, really, um, what people do. But they're idiots. That's the thing. Most people are just idiots. They just go along with the flow. But they just they'd be just as easily flowed back to our direction if we, well, if we can put out a, the right message. Which the right message, it I mean. Look, I, I know what they mean when they say anti anti racist is code for anti white and all this all these memes. I know what they mean. But but that 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 is not a way of getting through to people at all, what to actually do anything useful. Because it doesn't well for a start it doesn't even point out the enemy. <laughs> I mean, the enemy, as far as they're concerned, well the guy who runs that site doesn't even mention Jews. That that white genocide project, do you know the one? Yes. Yes, I'm familiar with the website. Yeah, I mean that guy. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. He's, he, there, there's some valid points there. I, I agree. But then, but you're not even. He's not even going to mention the Jews. I mean, well, <laughs> you're not helping people wake up to who's causing all the problems, are you? If you don't mention that. Well, well, if, if you don't, um, it, it, it's, it, it's. Like you said, there's no single answer for everybody to come to the realization of truth. It, it's it, it's um, everybody in society has such different ideas in their minds, and 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 for that reason, it's going to for for those of them who can come to this message, it, it's going to take nearly a different path for each individual. That there's no single elixir that you can give them. There's no Kool-Aid that you could make one recipe and give them all the drink that is going to allow them to get it. Yeah, I see what you mean. It, it's like craft beer. There have to be 5,000 different varieties. Yeah, exactly. Now, what it, what it takes, though, to understand this this stuff is is basically you have to have the willpower to do it. You have to do it yourself. You have to go look at it and want to know what's going on. Like, well, Christian identity, for example. You have to go. You have to take take a look at the Bible. Take a well, not just take a look at it, but actually have to go and study it. You have to want to know what's in that book. How does that work? That's what people have to do if they want to understand this stuff. There's no point. No point going around like you can. You can look at look at that some idiot white nationalist out there saying, "Oh, yeah, um, this." This thing here says love your enemies. There's no such thing as Jew or Greek, and this and that. You know that other that verse that they'd like to quote that says that that you know they can pretend that every everything Christian now is universalist and all that. You know how they well, right? They're totally those verses are totally taken out of context. But they're taken. I do. Yes. I've only I've only had to look at it for for a little bit of time to to work out because I, I was initially troubled I was troubled by that um, what is that um, the there is neither Jew nor Greek nor male nor female verse I thought 
all right, what? Hang on, what's this about? And then then you then you look at it and go, okay, well, well, this is because they're talking about how how you are before your God. You, you're not. It's not about you. It's not about literally. There is no different differences between male, female, and all that. <laughs> I mean, that but that's taken way out of context by these idiots. I, I'm um I'm sorry I'm distracted with the technical problem not not with the program that the um that the white nationalists it, it, you could take any you you could take passages out of Mein Kampf and, and and really pervert what Adolf Hitler says they do it all the time and, and misportray it look at the big lie and how the Jews love to attribute the idea of the big lie to Hitler but when you actually go read the passage about the big lie in Mein Kampf, Hitler is explaining how that method is has been used by the Jews. Exactly. And, and that's so, not so hard to either, man. That they do the same thing with Mein Kampf that they do with the, with the, the New Testament. And they take passages out of their historical and cultural context and biblical context and they pervert them and, and make those passages say something quite different than what they're really saying. If you don't go study Mein Kampf and, and read the book through, you're really not going to understand Adolf Hitler. And if you don't go study the Bible with a correct identity under, and, and understanding of the correct identity of the parties involved, you're not going to understand the Bible. Exactly. And that's why, that's why people don't understand it is because they have this – if you if you're if you're looking at the Bible and you think the Jews are God's chosen people, right? <laughs> That's an absolutely insane premise to start with. But the the way of explaining around that is that they say, well, Jews created the whole thing, and therefore it's a big conspiracy against you, white man. That's what they say. But um, but if you don't look at the look at the characters in the Bible, then you'll never understand who by who's doing what. It's it's very obvious through through the um the Canaanite. Edomite lineage, who that group of people is, you you just got to. It doesn't take very long to work that out, but most people won't. They won't take the time to actually look at it. So that, therefore, they'll just be you know sort of wandering around blind, not knowing what they're <laughs> not knowing what they're really going on about, or thinking, yeah, the evil Israelites of the Old Testament, yeah, they, you know, this is unwhite. This is not white. You know the behaviour that they. Demonstrate they're terrible. Well, oh, these are not my people. Oh, you know, but they but they just don't look at it in context. Oh, the whole the whole thing's a book. It's a book. That's the way I treat it. I just treat. It, I go right. It's a book. I'm reading. I'm reading this, and I'm going to work out what's going on with this book and the characters in it. That's all that I've done with this stuff, and I've worked it out. And, and you can, and, and it's a very appealing book once you realize the identity of the different characters uh, and the different tribes and races. It's very appealing when you work it out. To me, I couldn't, I couldn't think of anything better than working that out. I, I was very, very pleased when I read, like, read it in the proper context, understood who the characters were. I, I looked at this stuff and I thought, my God, but we're, we're going to actually, we're going to actually somehow get people to understand this because this is far more powerful than anything you know anything secular there's no there's no real power in like secular ideologies of 
like political ideologies for a start. I mean, that's that's an absolute joke. The idea that that we could solve these problems via politics. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. there is we no. Have abs- well, we have absolutely no political solution, and and I've been working on on, on a series of programs with, with Sven on on that very topic to demonstrate that there's no political solution to our problems, none whatsoever. But the the, the white nationalists in all their different varieties, they certainly have no solution, and they have no foundation upon which to build a solution. Nope. No foundation whatsoever. None at all. And and this is the thing. This is what you don't realize when, well, I didn't realize when I got into white nationalism was that there was this whole movement was mainly just a secular movement, and I didn't realize the power that that religion as such. I don't even like to call it a religion because I just look at it and go, well, okay, well, this is true, so okay, I'm going to go with that. But um, but the the power of religion is is immense. People have to believe in something. If they don't, if they don't believe anything, what are you what are you reduced to? You're reduced to a materialist. Therefore, you believe in only things of this world. And if you're you and if all you believe in is of this world, then you might as well be a Jew. You might right. as well be a Jew. Adolf Hitler describes that as the Jewish religion. Atheism. And, and the Jews, Very the Jews, Jewish. if you go into the Bible, you'll read about the, the Sadducees. They didn't believe in transcendentalism. They didn't believe in a, in, in a spirit. They were materialists. And, yep. and the Sadducees are the forerunners of today's Jews. And and this is the thing though, like they and even um, the atheist movements. I, I heard a thing. I'm not. I'm, I can't verify the accuracy of it, but I heard a thing about um, the atheist movement was about what was eighty percent controlled by by um, so-called non-religious Jewish rabbis, if there's such a thing. This is it's quite a statement that I heard. I thought, well, all right, I can't I can't verify it or anything, but that's what I heard. The world I wouldn't be surprised if that was true. But what the hell is a, an atheist Jewish rabbi? <laughs> what the hell is that? Is he just a Bolshevik or something? Well, that's, yeah, that's what they are. They're Bolsheviks, <laughs> basically. He sounds like one. <laughs> it, it sounds like an oxymoron to, to the average person, but but um, it, if you have really studied the Jews, their methods, their beliefs, um, atheist Jewish rabbi is probably what most of them really are because the Jews see themselves as their own Messiah. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that, that's a strong rabbinical belief that they, they don't believe in a transcendental Messiah. They rejected Christ. They really only believe in themselves as their own Messiah. And it's with, with with, with their having convinced Christians that they're God's chosen people, even though they deny that God of whom they claim to be the people, Christians have still fallen for this tripe. Martin Luther didn't believe it, but today's Christians believe it, and, and, and they've become their own Messiah. It's not going to last. But they do control the the world today. There's no doubt. Well, that's right. The, what is that described as? Um, the time of Jacob's trouble. 
where um, Esau would have his dominion over over the world. Now that's exactly what's happened. That's <laughs> the biblical reality. It, it is reality. That That is truth. That's biblical and it's the truth. It's right there. It's right there in front of people's eyes if they want to actually look at it. You understand it, and then then you can have a look at how it unfolds. So, so I mean, eventually we're going to end up at um, what Obadiah one eighteen. Eventually. Yes, that's where they're headed. That's the Holocaust we owe them. And that's why that's... they try to convince us that the Holocaust has already happened, so we want right. to do it again. Don't you do it again? You know what you're doing. <laughs> right. But it's they're trying like hell to avoid it, but they can't avoid the word of God. It's coming. Well, they've certainly created themselves a few problems. I mean, if they if they wanted to preserve their control over the world, what they would have done is said, well, all right, we've got to a point now. We control pretty much everything. This is enough for us to control. Let's settle with that. And then we can just go on, go on ruling over these people and, taking all their money and doing what we do. That would have been perfectly fine for the Jew. If he wanted this, if he had an ability to stop, like some sort of inbuilt stop mechanism where he, where he can stop parasiting for, for a second and just realise, don't get more greedy, all right, I'm going to stay as I am. He could have, he could have stopped it and, and um, basically just ruled over forever, just parasiting at a measured level, if <laughs> you know what I mean. But no, no, he's kept on going. He'll keep on pushing. And this is the thing, they always over overreach their mark, don't they? Well, they haven't, you know, Christ says that the, um, well, when you see the fig tree in full bloom and all its leaves, know that the end is nigh. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the point that we are at. It, it's the, the fig tree, the, the fig tree that he cursed in Jerusalem. When you see it in full bloom and its leaves shooting forth, and, and then you know that the end is nigh, we await the end of Jewish world hegemony. That they think they really do believe more and more that they've got the world sewn up, and and that they can't be removed from from where they're at. And, and there's all sorts of biblical prophecy, which indicates that they will get to that point. And when they say peace and security, the end comes upon them. Well, that's what we hear now. You know, peace and security for everyone and, you know, love and goodwill, everything nice, you know, save the children, all this sort of shit that they, that they tend to preach. So, yeah, well, hopefully that's the sort of thing that will get them undone. Because it can't last. It can't last forever. There is no way that the this well, this is the, like the the great Babylon, right? The great Babylon of um, what is that in? I forget the passage in Revelation where that one is, but um, but this is what it is that we're in, and um, clearly it's going to end in the downfall of this system. It has to because well, for a start, it's a Ponzi scheme. You can't have a Ponzi scheme that lasts forever. It just doesn't. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how it all unfolds. We shall see. Brett, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for appearing here.
and I hope to have you back one day, maybe before the, before next year. <laughs> <laughs> before next year, yeah, <laughs> no worries. No, really, thank you for being here, and I hope to have you back one day soon. And, okay. And it's it's been refreshing, and and um, I can't thank you enough. All right, no worries, Bill. We will. Um, I'll be back here next Saturday. Um, tentatively with German Origins Part 5, which is probably the next to last part of that series. I will be here on the 26th with Sven Sven Longshanks um, on Christogenia Europe with the third part of our series on European politics, the European right. What are the chances? And of course, the chances are nil. And, Brett, maybe perhaps one day soon you could join us and talk about Australia in that light. Yeah, I don't see any reason why not. I will be here next Friday with part eight of my presentation of Two Corinthians. Brett Light, thank you again, and praise Yahweh.